Hello and welcome to Shepherd's Staff. I'm Apostle and Pastor Paul Young uh, from Salem, Oregon, and this is our first installment in many that are going to come <coughs> in this program that I call Shepherd's Staff. want to give you just a little better background on myself because I'm probably new to a lot of you. <coughs> My dad was a pastor and uh, I'm one of nine kids. Uh, I was mentored under my dad, got to work with him in ministry for about 11 years, and I have been in the ministry for over 47 years. Been the pastor here of Word of Life for over 34 years, and uh, I've made over 40 trips to Thailand and many other countries. Uh, and the bottom line is this, I have a heart for pastors. <clears throat> uh, God has put this on my heart. And we've been working on starting this uh, for some time, and I'm just so excited that now it becomes reality <clears throat> because my heart is to help pastors, and I'm called and anointed to do that. So I trust that, that these shepherd staff uh, sessions and videos will be a blessing to you as a pastor, as a leader. And if you're not a pastor or leader, well, it can bless you too. And you can learn some things. <clears throat> the shepherd staff, why do we call it that? Because the staff, I have one here behind me, the shepherd staff was something that helped the shepherd do what he had to do with the sheep. And shepherd staff will be a way that I can help and mentor you in your calling. Going to be sharing things that I have learned. Uh, I've learned a lot in 47 years. Uh, and <clears throat> unfortunately, some of the stuff I learned the hard way. Now, I am, I am so grateful and so blessed to have been on staff with my dad. My dad was a great pastor, great man of God, and he's in heaven now. But uh, uh, <clears throat> so often I see pastors that are doing things, and when I see it, I cringe. And I go, oh, brother, that is not good. That's not good. Now, I don't always have a voice in their life. <clears throat> so uh, I don't have a, a way to, to help them. <clears throat> but this is a way I can help you. Because uh, <clears throat> most uh, people that are in the ministry, uh, they were not mentored or mentored very little. Uh, some people have been on staff at a church, you know, like youth pastor, associate, <clears throat> whatever. But not all pastors that have staff mentor their staff. My dad mentored me. Uh, I remember so often we would sit down and he'd start telling me stories about his past because when he started in the ministry, his dad wasn't a pastor, and he had to learn everything the hard way. <clears throat> he went to Bible school, but as I have discovered and he discovered, Bible school does not prepare you to be a pastor. It, it may prepare you in, to some degree in the Word, train you <clears throat> what, the, what is in the Bible and different things, but uh, being a leader, a leader in the body of Christ, there's a lot more to it than just preaching. The fact is, <clears throat> if there was only preaching, it would be a breeze. But there's a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff dealing with people that uh, 
if you don't have experience in a particular situation, then you have to learn many times the hard way. And I don't want you to learn the hard way. Learning the hard way can be very, very painful. And if I can help you avoid some of that pain of learning the hard way, then praise God, I'm doing my job. And I'm helping you and helping the body of Christ and helping the kingdom of God. And that's my heart. I want to help you. So each each one of the each week as I as I record these uh, shepherd staff sessions, uh, I'm going to be touching on a different area, going into the word, going into situations, and uh, <clears throat> trying to help you. And maybe it's something you already know. Maybe it is something you don't know. You know, if you get just one little thing out of one of these sessions, it is well worth the time. Trust me, because I have been there. I want to talk to you today about your Metron. What in the world is your Metron? Well, if you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and uh, look at verses 13 to 15, get my Bible over here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 to 15, it says, But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. Now, <clears throat> this word measure is the Greek word metron. And <clears throat> it, it means to measure. It means an instrument for measuring, a vessel for receiving and determining the quantity of things, whether dry or liquid, a graduated staff for measuring or a measuring rod. We would say a measuring tape. <clears throat> it means a determined extent portion, a portion measured off, a measure or a limit. <clears throat> we could say boundaries or fences. If you own a piece of property, if you're in the city, there's boundaries to your lot. If you own a farm or a ranch, then you have fences out there somewhere, and that is your boundary. That is your the metron of your ranch. <clears throat> now, Paul says here, and I, and I want to read this in the Amplified, verse 13 of uh, 2 Corinthians 10. We, on the other hand, will not boast beyond our legitimate province and proper limit, but will keep within the limits of our commission, which God has allotted us, as our measuring line, and which reaches and includes even unto you. I'm going to keep reading the next two verses. For we are not overstepping the limits of our province and stretching beyond our ability to reach, as though we reached not, had no legitimate mission to you, for we were the very first to come even as far as to you with the good news of the gospel of Christ. We do not boast, therefore, beyond our proper limit over other men's labors, but we have the hope and confident expectation that as your faith continues to grow, our field among you may be greatly enlarged still within the limits of our commission. <clears throat> now, notice notice the language that is used here. Notice what he says. In verse 13, he says, the limits of our commission. In verse 14, he says, the limits of our province. And in verse 15, he talks about going beyond our proper limit and staying within the limits of our commission. It's very important for every 
<clears throat> pastor, teacher, evangelist, uh, what, whatever role you're in, whatever job you're doing, it's very important that you know what you are called to do and where you are called to do it. <clears throat> you see, it's very easy to take things on, take on ministries, projects, responsibilities, things that oftentimes are good in themselves, but are not within your boundaries, not within your province, as it says here, not within your commission. What has God called you to do? Where has he called you to do it? Uh, You've been assigned by God. You've got to understand that. The assignment is by God, and you need to understand where the limits are. I remember a few years ago, uh, somebody uh, took me out to lunch, and we sat at lunch, and this young man showed me a business, uh, wanted me to get involved in this particular business. And when he got done with his uh, presentation, I looked at him and I said, you know, this business looks good. I mean, this it, it, it looks practical. It looks uh, sellable. It looks like it, it would work. <clears throat> but I said, the problem here is this is not what God has called me to do. This is outside my boundaries. So while it may be good for others, this is not for me. And And I thanked him for his time. I thanked him for, you know, what he shared. I encouraged him, but I said, I'm not going to be involved in it. Now, how, how did I learn that? Why did I say that? Because in the past, I got involved in stuff that I learned the hard way. It was not what God called me to do. You got to understand your assignment. And oftentimes, many of us will have multiple assignments. <clears throat> but I've learned this. When you are doing what God has assigned you to do, there is enough time to do it and do it well. I hear people saying, oh, I just don't have enough time. I'm just tired. My question is, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now, if you are only doing what God has assigned you to do and you're tired and you're wore out, you probably got some other stuff in there that you are not assigned to that you shouldn't be doing. Get your priorities right. You've got to have your priorities set in your heart and in your mind so that when stuff comes along that may look good, it may look exciting, it you know, it may be very convincing by somebody's telling you, oh, this is what you need to do. If it's not what God has assigned you to do, don't get into it. Because What's going to happen is you're going to get involved in something you have no anointing to help you with. God anoints you to do what he has called you to do. If he hasn't called you to do it, you're not going to have any anointing. That means you got to do it all on your own. That's why many of you getting burned out, getting tired, getting frustrated, uh, having health problems. You're running yourself into the ground. Step back, take a look, and determine what has God called me to do. Because there is grace to help you 
with what God has called you to. Now, I have several hats that I wear, several things that God has assigned me to. Uh, not just not just the church. I'm a full-time pastor here at Word of Life. I'm also an apostle. I travel. Uh, now, COVID has caused that some problems, but <clears throat> we'll get back to that. I travel a lot and, and train pastors overseas. Uh, love doing it. Uh, don't like the travel, but that's just what you have to do to get there and, and get the job done. And there's, there's other things God has called me to. But each of these things is I keep it in priority and I'm anointed to do it and I have strength and I have peace and I have joy in doing what I am assigned to do. Now, on the other hand, there have been times that I have taken on things that I should not be doing. <clears throat> uh, for example, uh, I am mechanical in ability. Uh, I have worked on cars most of my life in one way, shape, or form. Four-wheel drives. Uh, I like to, fa- I got a big shop. I like to fabricate stuff. Uh, I built, I don't know how many trailers. Uh, <clears throat> big ones, little ones. Uh, years ago, my son and I were, we were into four by four and going to these mudding events and we had a lot of fun doing that. <clears throat> but just because I have the ability to rebuild an engine doesn't mean I need to go rebuild somebody's. Just because I have the ability and the, the know-how to do a brake job or to fix a vehicle doesn't mean I need to be, you know, involved and have a part-time business of mechanicing on cars and trucks and doing that kind of stuff. Oh, but you've got the facility. You've got the know-how. You can do this. Sure, I can do it. But that doesn't mean I'm called to do it. So that stuff, for me, stays in the area of hobby, of uh, on my days off to getting out in the shop and doing stuff like that. And uh, because... Hobby, that's fine. But doing it, like I've had people in the church coming. <clears throat> One lady years ago came to me. Oh, the brakes on my truck are, are really bad. And I'm, I'm afraid they're not safe. And, and can, can you fix them? And I said, well, I can fix them. But it's going to be like about three months before I can even think about getting to it. Oh, I need them fixed this week. I said, Oh, then I am not going to be able to fix them. You need to go down to one of these shops. I recommended some repair shops. I said, they know how to fix them. See, she thought just because I had ability, then I should do it. And I said, no, no, that's not what I'm called to do. See, we have to stay in the center of our calling. Stay in the center of what God has called you to do. Because that is where there's peace, there's joy, there's righteousness in the Holy Ghost. And I don't want you burning out. I want you fulfilling your call with joy, with strength, and without frustration. If you're getting frustrated, go back, look at your priorities, and look at what you're doing, what you're spending your time on. Because... If you keep your calling, what God has called you as your priority, then the other things, I always have things on my priority list that are further down. And the further down you get on my priority list, the longer it's going to take to get to it. 
I got projects out in my shop, things around the, the property that uh, have been a project for a long time. I haven't got to them. Why? They're not high enough in priority. Got to keep your priorities squared away. So then you know what you should be doing and what can wait. You know, and th those prior th those jobs, those uh, projects, things that I'd like to do, things that uh, uh, I enjoy doing, I'll get to them at some point. But if I never get to them, so what? I want to stand before God and hear, well done, good and faithful servant, not, yes, you messed up, fella. No, 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 not going to happen. Hey, you have enough time to do what you are called to do. If you're running out of time, you're involved in stuff you're not called to do. And if you'll make an adjustment to do what you've been assigned to do by God, that's where the anointing is, that's where the strength is, and that's where the blessing is. Hey, it's been good talking with you today. And if you have questions that you'd like me to answer or topics you'd like me to cover, uh, the email is going to be right down here on the bottom of the screen here. Uh, email me at info at wolife, W-O-L-I-F-E dot org, info at wolife dot org. And I'll do my best. I have a whole list of things that God has put on my heart to as subjects and things to to address in future shepherd staff uh recordings and i'm looking forward to each one because i want to help you i call you blessed and we'll see you next time right here on the shepherd staff mm -hmm.